it, I would be there for more of the comedic side of things yeah. of being able to laugh at like maybe noises that were being made because you know that's like still that. funny and then turn to tears at some mm, point exactly yeah. so hello and welcome hey. to geeks <laughs> special cast the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room the official podcast of uh, entertainment production house tessellate head on over to wearetessellate.com to check out our films and music or reviews and lots of other shit that you don't need in your lives but why not why not have it anyway because it's free free gratis i'm glad i left you a little opening uh but don't do it yet because it's not up till the end of july so this Just is confusing so it's on. not free it's not <laughs> there's nothing there <laughs> um but yeah for now you can just follow us on twitter at we are tesla you can uh follow us on youtube uh just google we are tesla youtube uh instagram we are tesla and give us uh email we are tesla at hotmail.com uh i'm your host al white joining me today i think people don't sorry to interrupt you but i don't think people realize that it they should actually have to pay to email you because you write the best emails in response <laughs> that's true i think if you want a novel response serious and i like, don't mean novel in terms of original it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. the length of a novel and i so just Thank so everyone is aware it. you email this guy you're gonna get a solid good email back maybe the best one you've ever received in your life Ooh, set me up uh joining me today for a very special e3 special cast special on my left is i still know what you did last summer alexander chard good evening and thank you and to my right, Mystic Pizza, Katie Watson. Mystic Pizza, I like that one. I remember that film. I love it. How you do? How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long night. Really so we just recorded our really first good. actual weekly episode. Um, me and Alex are tailing on into this one. It's going to get confusing because we did a uh, what was it? We did a June onwards for the rest of the year special cast where we we recorded that our first one, and we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in the year. That's probably going to be put up after this one. So and this we, is we also did a Marvel uh, Universe MCU one, which you weren't here, so you can imagine that one in your head. Um, but yeah, this is technically going to be our first one up, I think now. Yeah, because it's E three. E three happened. E trois. All of the E's. It's French. Uh, yogurt. Um, so yeah, that happened just uh, well this time last week. It was just kicking off. We went to we went to the press conferences. We went to two of the days. Push some buttons, tried the things, watched the screens, mm-hmm. fought through the sweaty uh, odor crowds. So much sweat. So much sweat. Mm-hmm. So much nerds. Got given free ladies' t-shirts. Saw some zombies. Saw Cammy. Saw Cammy. Oh. Oh. Can we post a lot photo? of Cammy? Can we post that photo? Yeah, we'll put that in with the. Why not we'll put, put it a, in? Uh, that could be the gift that we put with the YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have a video of this <laughs> podcast going up, so I apologize. Normally there'll be a video. Um. So. We're gonna. I mean, we don't have too much. We haven't. We have. We haven't worked this one out very well. So we're just gonna Ill chat about you. Prepared. Uh, I'm prepared, guys. Our impressions. <laughs> so we have three people here, but let's just get it straight with very different perspectives. I'm a massive nerd, um, so I, in terms of games, so I do a lot of stuff. Alex, what are you? I am the casual gamer, the casual, casual, casualist gamer. It's but not with casual games, just with how you approach with how the I world approach the world of gaming. Yes. Okay. As in, you seek them just for their entertainment value. I you don't get all crazy about it. I yeah, I will not. Well, it depends. Actually, the Telltale uh, Walking Dead series, I will anticipate and look up their you release dates. You and I are in that same boat together. Yeah, sir. yeah. So excited. I will look up their release dates. Anything else? I when I find out it comes out, then. I might play it, <laughs> 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 but I, I don't. I, I don't uh, sit around with 
a great deal of anticipation. It was interesting though because I'm I'm moderate. Well, I'm probably even more casual than you are. Uh, really? Well, I mean, maybe. I feel like you since see- since knowing this curly-haired one over here, I know a lot more than I thought I ever would right. in my entire life. Right. Um, but. Welcome. I felt like when you and I were walking around E3, it was definitely a lot of like, ooh, that one's pretty. Ooh, mm. that one's yeah. pretty. It's yeah. not, and I'm trying we don't to get know backstory. The, crowds to the games that are important. You go, oh, but look, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm we, definitely, yeah, I see what you We mean. wanted to stop and play, what was it, like um, King Quest and stuff King like Quest. that. Just anything that was available like, yeah, yeah. and pretty. Not like, on that stuff, we were down. Good games, good yeah. games. We would try anything. That will be, so. that will be getting a mention later. In There's some pretty bit. animations in there. Um, okay, so now we have an idea of what's going on. I'm just gonna, I've got a few questions. Alex, I know you've got a little segment that you want to bring up at some mm-hmm. point. Yep. Um, but this was my second E3. The first time I went actually was a couple of years ago for the uh, relaunch of uh, Xbox One and PS4. Uh, missed that last year. We'll go again next year. And we'll do it. I think next year we're going to go a more, bit more professional with it. We're going to do some meetings and stuff. You have to wear a tie. Yeah, bow ties. Pants <laughs> optional. This was, everyone, this was you guys' first E3. So yeah. overall, just 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 I know not to tread on your segment, but what were your both of your feelings of E three overall? Katie, go. Uh, I got some I got some cool free stuff. I was a big fan <laughs> of that. I was excited that all of the men's sizes in the shirts were sold out, and so everything was in my size because that <laughs> never happens. <laughs> so I feel as though a retail side of things <laughs> should start happening for E3, and they really? need to recognize that niche market that they have <laughs> for petite women's wear. Uh, on a whole, I was really happy with it. I thought it was really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. The food was crap. They really need to work on that. What Except for the food trucks. The yeah. food trucks, I'm sure, were delicious, but they were all outside and getting swarmed. Yeah. Um, Especially Tokyo doggy style. That was very <laughs> yeah. Tokyo doggy style. There's a line around the block for some Tokyo doggy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it is a problem. But you can bring your own food. I think next year I'm going to bring my yeah. stuff. Going to get a hotel down there as well because it's such a slog to get in. I just want to be able to amble to it whenever I want, basically. Precisely. Um, and I would love to amble to your hotel. Yeah. Room, so. Yeah. yeah. It all works out party. for everyone. We'll tessellate after party. Um, okay, so what was... Sorry, you I didn't actually... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't really care about your opinion. <laughs> no, no, I, I will admit that it was slightly overwhelming in, in, in the sense of, you know, I felt like a, uh, a kid in a, a candy store, a kid in a toy shop. There was just so much to see. It was super exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And I'll elaborate on that in a bit. So Did you feel thing. like a kid because you were just holding Al's hand and you, he was like dragging you around? Just with <laughs> him, just going, no! Everywhere. Yeah, there, there and every was time a, no. you tried to touch stuff, he was like, yeah, no! we in line for this. There was a little bit of that, yeah, because of the dragging around and the, <laughs> the pre-planned agenda. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was really good. It was good fun. Um, so yes, for most people listening, probably don't get to go to E3 and that kind of sucks, but it's wah, also kind of wah, cool wah. because there's so many people at it and that's what's interesting because you go to, there's no, there's no cosplayers really uh, because it's all press um, or people in the industry, different tiers of it. So you have VIP lines for the VIP press and then you have regular lines for regular press. This is the first year they let in 6,000, I think, random tickets. I can't remember which company it was, gave them out uh, to the public. So that's cool. Some people get to go. It is crazy enough already and it's made for... Um, investors and it's made it's a business conference really um, and it's strange because it's getting further and further out from being a business conference now and it's about you know the gamers which is weird but it's everything just, you know it's all streamed online so 
uh, it's kind of as important. It must be a very difficult balance. It's important how, how to please the business heads and the shareholders as well as just people sitting at home on their butts waiting for the next Halo. I mean, it, it, and certainly from a, a crowd size perspective, it never felt for me overcrowded. I mean, no, you could always get it going a game. And then the thing I appreciated was, you know, every time you try a game, having either one of the developers or the design team there, you know, I think they they really cared about uh, describing the game to each person yeah. to try it, whether it was a you know just a regular gamer or a. Yeah, but that's one of the coolest things is you get the real developers and the artists and stuff yeah, there and they're cool. so passionate and you get to talk to them directly. It's always a bit scary because you're playing a game and if and if you're just, okay, that minute was all I really need to play this game, but they're standing right next to you. So you're just thinking, I have to give this the due attention it deserves because this person's bled. Well, there's a lot of years. pressure on the ca- a casual gamer because I agree. if you were yeah. going into um, one that was not the original or the first time of a game, for a developer if it was you know round three on something and you had people who were going in knowing that they loved this concept and this game and they had a an attachment to these characters Mm -hmm. or this platform and then you go in and you're not familiar with like how the motions of things work and the dynamic of everything and then you have this person kind of over your shoulder saying you just I just felt judgment on some of them and I was almost nervous to play games in front of people because I it takes me a little time with some games to really get in the swing of everything and there were times that they would stop and they're they're like oh is was that confusing for you or you know did that not work properly and I just wanted to say like no it's fine I just I'm not you're talking about when you played Mirror's Edge yeah I did (laughs) I I was real bad but this is the thing is that that's genuinely and it's weird because I think having some casual gamers there is really useful for them because you're trying to get the mass market. And right. if you're just looking at those people who have played everything before and know exactly how to do everything, know how you're going to design levels and can predict it, you're not going to find many creases in your game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's good to have people who are just going to hit the stuff and break it. Who just keep I, I felt dying that, yeah. over and over That's and good. over again. I like felt me. that the most when I played um, uh, Marvel Avengers Lego game. Yeah. And the guy was over my shoulder. He's like, oh, you can... Uh, you can uh, make Captain America th- uh, throw his uh, shield. And I was like, I don't know the bug. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, I felt, Have you not played one of the yeah, 70,000 Lego games enough. before? Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, to be fair, he was very, very kind about it. All right. So I've got some questions then. Uh, There's the obvious one, which we'll get to at the end. Uh, it was obviously the obvious couple. I'm going to go for some, a couple of slightly weirder ones. Um, so first of all, I want to ask... Do you th- was there a title there, particularly for you two as casual gamers? Was there a title there this year that you saw, either in person or through one of the conferences or the videos or whatever, that would be an actual console shifter for you? One that if you didn't own Xbox One or a PS4 or a Wii U, that would actually make you consider, you know what? I think I should pick that, that console because I want to play that video game that badly. Now I have to remember which one goes with which. It doesn't matter. If you, if you just name it as a game, then I will tell you what it goes with. A, a, a con like yeah because that's what they're always looking for and it's something that's dying a little bit more is the games that just you, it comes out everyone buys that console for that game um and you'd be surprised the attach rate of some of these consoles is quite small the amount of I people know who for just sure that there was one there. that um because i am i'm definitely not as familiar with ps4s as i am with xbox hmm. um and i know for sure that there was one game and i'm trying to remember which one it was that was a ps4 and i immediately was like well, i'm gonna have to familiarize myself with ps4 now because i really want to play that one and now was it, it was, horizon. was it horizon 
What is that is that the one that's yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah. So there those trio we so saw. So that one's like so I was definitely. Sony had a great booth one. where you queued up for quite a while, but then you got in to see Horizon being played, then you got to see Last Guardian being played, and then you got to see Uncharted um, Four being played. Um, so yeah, is that the one in Horizons? Yes. So that would potentially. I mean, I'm. I appreciate you. You know, you don't need to, but that was the closest you got to something that would make you. You, yeah. know, you just want to play that video game and doesn't yeah. matter what console it's on. Okay. Yeah, for me, again, it's attached to that same um, uh, run of presentations that Sony did. Um, and for me, it was The Last Guardian. I mm. think I said during that presentation, I think I turned to you and said, I want to play this right now. Um, well, you can't. Yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> Boo hoo. That's never shit. coming out. Um, you know, and yeah, um, I, in the past, was always about sony and playstation but then after the ps2 i guess i shifted more towards the xbox and i'm more familiar with that now but that game would uh draw you back draw you back draw me back well that's really interesting because yeah you i just mean, want a condor so big, i just want a condor i mean it was beautiful the i mean it was donkey just horse dog coyote coyote cat, eagle cat. thing banana <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, we covered it very briefly in our weekly podcast, but if you don't listen to that, yeah, you know, there were a lot of E3 news. We're not really going to go through that because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're aware of stuff. But there was some, Sony did such a f- fan fiction conference, which, as we we're talking before, was strange because it's not really for the business people. Final Fantasy VII is something people wanted for so long to get a remaster of that, and they're not remastering it, they're redoing the whole thing. Um, they had Shenmue 3 come out with its Kickstarter thing, which was just insane. No, no one in a million years would have predicted that. Um, and then The Last Guardian, which it's been almost a joke for 10 years because it doesn't turn up every single year. For 10 years, these same guys grinding around. There's so many rumors and so much kind of mysticism about what, what's really been happening there. And when it finally came out and it was their first thing at a conference and it looked, it looks beautiful, but it looks exactly the same as it looked seven years ago when mm. they first showed this off. And so there is this weird kind of almost disdain to it of, yeah, everyone will probably still buy it. But that excitement, I, I haven't felt it's still there within the game community uh, now that it's out and it's not radically different or doesn't show yet. This is why it's taken so long. So it's interesting for someone who's not been subjected to that over the last seven, yeah, absolutely. ten years. I mean, I had no idea or no attachment to any of that sort of backstory, um, which you sort of filled me in on, you know, probably a week before E3. Um, you know, talking about the sort of ongoing joke of that game every year will it come out and then it was there and for me still it was like okay whatever yeah. um but then seeing it and kind of i think what sold it for me was seeing the the creator at the start talk about um his intentions and what he was wanted to show in in that clip yeah um, which was the relationship between um the boy and the condor and i thought that for me was 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 it just he nailed it and and it felt like watching a, an, an anime or any type of animation film and, and to kind of be involved in that for me got me really excited yeah i don't know if that behind closed door uh, demo is actually up online or not but it was really gorgeous the, the interaction between the two mm. it was very nice um yeah for me it would, again it's part of that that trio which is kind of crazy but if i didn't own one i would totally buy a ps4 for uncharted because i can't not play those games i just can't um all right so my next question is another weird one which is going to be if you guys are going to make a game what title did you see this year 
that you feel is the kind of thing that you would actually be making? No one's had any. No, one, I haven't let anyone know these questions. <laughs> it's yeah. just gonna be deathly silence for all questions. So I can talk. I can talk about um, maybe my ones a little bit. To be honest, they're not necessarily the games I'm most excited about. That's the thing. But the kind of games I would actually make, and the kind of games I would make, to be honest, would be the first-person experience games. Um, so the games that maybe take a couple of hours um, to play, and all about mood and interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are definitely first-person. So you feel that immersion. Um, so yeah, everybody's gone to the Rapture and Adrift as well. Uh, we did. We tried on the Oculus Rift. All three of us um, for that. The Drift just makes me in my stomach. A little nauseous. Drop out. Yeah. No, it wasn't nausea. It was just more of like when you you're on a roller coaster and you hit the peak and then you're about to drop to the other side and you just feel everything up in your throat. That's how I felt when the first time that your suit got out of the ship and you were just oh, out yeah. in space and I just was like. <laughs> but no one would hear you scream because you're in space <laughs> and it's terrifying and i don't know if, like with the accessories anyway we're gonna get into all yeah we'll talk a little bit about vr later yeah um, but those are for me they're the kind of things though. of just yeah, the immersive small like, emotional experience that's probably the type of game that i would make um that i saw that there was one particular what was the one i sent you over to i said check that out that was kind of cool edith I forget the name. Oh, uh, yeah. Edith. Edith something. Uh, not Edith. That one. And I was playing a bit of... Man, I wrote it down. I'll have to check them out quickly because my brain's gone dead. It's gone um, to mush. What about you guys? So I don't know. Edith Finch. And yeah, sorry. The, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Is that the Vanishing of this person? Ethan Carter. There's a couple of... Some, a bunch of ones with the same sort of the names. Is that the horror one? What was the horror one? No, no. That's the one I was wandering around, um, around the train tracks and ah, things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but for me, it's just yeah, just a beautiful world. You wander around, you look at things, and you reflect. I remember that one. I don't think I think you wandered off um, to I play. So you went to play some Super Meat Boy at that point. I was like, you can play. Oh, this, you can play this at home. I don't <laughs> know why that was there because it was broken, and every it came out years ago. I don't know if that was a new version. Yeah, I don't know. I was confused. We'll just say it was broken, and not that I'm real bad at it. It was broken. Though. It was it was glitching. So, what were you guys? Any games that kind of resonated with you personally? In terms Ooh, of that's a really tough question and a good one to spring on us now <laughs> um i i really liked uh conceptually and narratively horizon i thought that was a fucking really cool idea yeah um um and i and i like that about sort of games that are, that are coming out now that you know it gives a chance for for writers to be really innovative and creative and gives writers another platform you know other than, than mm-hmm. potentially film um, so, you know, if I was looking at it from that point of view, a writing point of view, then yeah, a game like that would be, would be sort of right up my street. However, from a visual kind of design sort of point of view, for me, I, I can't stop thinking about Cuphead. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Silky so smooth. Silky smooth. Like to have that really... You know, and and the small little subtle things like the 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 grain on the screen, like it's a real uh, you know uh, animation from seventy years ago, 50, mm. 60, 70 years ago, four hundred years ago, four hundred years ago, you know, billion, um, a billion years ago, um, and to be just so fluid in its in its in its movement and motion. Yeah, I was first game because I really stole the show for a lot of people. For both those games, actually, Horizon and Cuphead were two of the ones. That, and Cuphead had its first trailer last year, I want to say. Maybe the year. No, I think just last year. And there's two brothers, isn't it, I think, mm. um, who are doing it. I don't know if they've got any help or if they're just running it. Um, I think it was just them. And the level of quality is insane. Yeah. It's just insane. Um, Speaking of Cuphead, 
much do I have to bring up the fact that Naomi Kyle asked to have her picture taken with me <laughs> while I was playing Cuphead with her. <laughs> while other people queued up to take I'm pretty sure that if it gets posted to her Twitter feed, I will be photoshopped out. But just so everyone is clear, I was in that picture. <laughs> you are that the, blank space. The other blonde person <laughs> in that picture is me. Score. Just so everyone knows. Oh. Um, so I, I would do I would do a meld of two different games because okay. I I would basically make the game that I wanted to happen because I just finished Far Cry 4 and when they were talking about the next option for Far Cry 5 what they what the world should be I immediately wanted dinosaurs and I cuz I just want to play in that world so bad and my whole theory of life is like that I still think that we should have natural predators and I want to walk out of my house in the morning and be afraid that I might die that day. That's just how I think life should we be. Do, it's called Move driving to Australia. <laughs> I don't want a giant spider attacking me. I want dinosaurs. If I'm going to go down, I want to go down in a very creative way. Like if somebody calls in sick for me or dead for me, then I want it to be like Katie was carried off by a pterodactyl, but she was not late for work. Okay. Uh, Katie's dead this week. Yeah. Uh, um, so I would, I would mesh. I thought horizon was beautiful and I will stop talking about it eventually. I promise. Um, but I would mesh horizon with arc. I, mm. we got to play arc a tiny bit, yeah. which I was kind of surprised by how tiny that bit was. We walked around the corner and there were two, booths for it and they were both empty and well actually i think one guy was playing on the one next to us and um but it was like the i think the developer's wife was the one that was there and she was lovely and very informed and obviously that one's not completely ready yet um but i was impressed that you could just go in and play it and it while a little choppy at bits it worked and i was impressed with that um it wasn't 110% what I would do, given that freedom and that world to play in. But uh, yeah, I would probably blend those two things. And I think that's why Horizon is exciting for me, is that the the hunting aspect of it isn't you hunting animals that you I can identify. It's something foreign and yeah. Yeah, a yeah. little bit alien. Mm-hmm. So that's why it kind of drew me in, is because that's a pretty much as close to dinosaurs, and they kind of even look like dinosaurs. Yeah. The robots. Yeah, they yeah. they have come. Yeah, they came out and said these yeah. are not dinosaurs. But yeah, of course right. they're not dinosaurs. They but they look, look like, like dinosaurs. Yeah, no, I kind of pissed off. They came out and said that because well, obviously they're not actual dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, would you keep because uh, you mentioned Far Cry and, and Ark? They're both first person games. Right. Um, Horizon is a third person game. Mm-hmm. How would you keep your personal game? Would you keep that? first would you get third yeah i mean i don't i don't really get into uh changing my person i don't really have to make it um unique to me and so i i don't think that the third person thing is that important to me first Mm -hmm. person's fine because i don't really need to see myself I think in Far Cry, it's funny sometimes when you can, when you're playing co-op or something and you can see the other person and then that thereby the other person can then see themselves because that's the only time in the game that you really get to see yourself uh, in action. So yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't think that besides my inventory, it really impacts my gameplay, what I look like. Okay, cool. Uh, so you, Al? What was the, what was the yeah, question? Yeah, the ones I said, like the first person you experienced. Oh, yeah, thing. you did, yeah, yeah. Um, Ark is a weird game, though, because Ark just suddenly appeared out of nowhere a few weeks ago. Um, and it's, look, it's really just the fidelity of it. It's huge, the ideas of it are massive. And it just suddenly came out. 
but didn't come out. It came out on PC in sort of pre-beta or pre-alpha or something. And it's not out till next year, and it's already made ten million in revenue, which is insane. Um, but that is, yeah, looks like a fun game. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, um, so we're going to get into some of the broader things now, which most people, you know, have talked to death about. Um, I don't know how much you guys, uh, you know, you might have different perspective on this, but I want to talk about which companies won E3 because that's always the big thing. Um, if Microsoft won, if Sony won, if Nintendo won, and then the other companies like Ubisoft and and Square and um, EA and stuff like that. So obviously, uh, let's just go through some. I mean, everyone will have heard most of this news or all of this news but let's just you know refresh with a few things yeah so smart you know, so informed um so sony came out well microsoft came out with a with a great conference um it wasn't as game centric necessarily you might be expecting a lot of their big things were to do with like having full backwards compatibility that was rolling out um coming really at the end of the year just uh preview members or something i'm getting it now uh, but it's going to bring all, all your digital downloads over as well, which is crazy exciting, um, I think. Um, we had Fallout 4, which was enormous. Um, Bethesda did their first ever conference at E3 the night before on Sunday evening. And everyone thought they'd stolen the show straight away because the Fallout 4 stuff was crazy. Having the Pip-Boy app um, was great. The Pip-Boy bundle where you can strap it to your wrist and play. Who doesn't want to play video games with a massive piece of plastic on your arm? Um, but still, I ordered one of those. Uh, they brought out Fallout Shelter, which they then just brought out that day for free. Uh, Shenmue 3, as you said, Last Guardian. Um, PlayStation stole Call of Duty from Microsoft for the first year ever, which doesn't mean much to us, but it is actually a very big deal. It means they get all of the timed exclusive DLC. Uh, they also announced, Sony announced their TV platform view. Well, that wasn't announced, but they uh, announced about it spreading more. Um, it's, and their aim is to be the world's first ever completely self-tailored uh, TV service. Uh, much like Apple tried to do and failed. And in my opinion, if Apple can't do it, can Sony do it? No. I doubt it. Um, Fallout 3 will come free with Fallout 4 for Xbox One only. And Fallout mods made on PC will carry over automatically to Xbox One also exclusively. Uh, some people are saying that will come to PS4 later. I, th- I know Todd Howard has come out saying he'd like it to be on Sony's thing. I have no idea what they've signed, obviously. But for the time being, that's a big deal. Because modding is, is huge. Modding in the PC community is kind of the longevity of every game. There's the stuff they can do with it and the fun extras they can add to GTA and Fallout and, you know, Skyrim. Um, turning the world into something completely different than it wasn't intended. And for them to embrace this and say, now you can do that on consoles or bring it over at least. I don't know if you can create or if you can just play them. That's a huge deal. Uh, Microsoft teamed up with Valve and Oculus Rift for their future in ER. Meanwhile, Sony... So, VR... Uh, ER, their future in the George Clooney <laughs> reboot. Meanwhile, uh, Sony oh kind of shied away. My heart just skipped a beat when <laughs> you were just saying that. Uh, Sony shied away from their VR, which was interesting because they spent like two and a half minutes on Morpheus and their conference. But then afterwards, Shui Ishida came out and said that they're all in on VR. And that's not what we saw. <laughs> um, so strange. Um, Morpheus from The Matrix, right? Yeah. They're, they're they've spent all their money <laughs> on making a real life Morpheus. What's going on? Uh, the long-awaited Final Fantasy VII remake astounded people who give a shit. I'm not one of those people, but that's a big deal for Sony. Matt Stone and Trey Parker came out and just spent most of the time talking about how pissed off they were with their microphones, uh, which were those <laughs> funny little ones around their cheeks, and they just moaned about that for ages, uh, doing surprisingly a sequel to their incredible South Park Stick of Truth game from last year after saying they would never make another video game. <laughs> Apparently money talks. 
Um, not through annoying microphones, though. <laughs> no, it does no. not. And Ubisoft had some big titles. The massive surprise for everyone was Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh, which looks spectacular, um, but was closed off for just VIP press only. So all we get is that fairly extensive look that was in their conference. Uh, what else we have? Mirror's Edge Catalyst appeared. Um, Microsoft, sorry, Microsoft really showed off the HoloLens, which is augmented reality rather than VR reality. And they showed it off with Minecraft. And then, yeah, a whole bunch of new stuff. The new Xbox Elite controller, blah, blah, blah. So for you guys, um, I know you've seen a bunch of stuff in the conferences, even if you didn't get everything. But walking around the show floor, like which, which section was really impressing you the most between the companies? I think we... we we did barely anything in EA other than Mirror's Edge. Right. So I would discount that immediately because you guys didn't seem interested in anything there. So I'm really boiling it down to Ubisoft, which is spent, you know, that was over there. had the stage where they had people playing a weird game in the middle. And we nearly queued up for Division, for Ghost Recon, That's right, for yeah. Assassin's oh, Creed. Yeah. Racing all car All that stuff, yeah. The big, um, two people drive one car. Then you had Microsoft oh, where yeah. we were doing, like, the indie games. And we did uh, Tomb Raider, actually, because that's uh, exclusive right, for Microsoft. Right. And we did Cuphead and Ark. And blah blah blah. Um, and then the Sony place where obviously we did the trio and the other stuff. Nintendo as well, where you had Yoshi's Woolly World, you had uh, Mario Fuck, yeah. Maker, and you had Star Fox, which, which has been very controversial. Like yeah, like people have come out upset about that one. It hit the it certainly hit the nostalgic buttons, but it also felt and looked exactly the same. As yeah, it looks previous at, incarnations. It's, so it's from Platinum Games, and they make beautiful video games, crazy games. And this is not. This is very staid, very, very safe. Super safe. Um, so yeah, what, what, what was getting you guys from all those things? The stuff that wasn't on the show floor, like I just said, as well about backwards compatibility and you know, Hololens and things. Who do you think won? I mean, I was super impressed by a lot of the indie games in the Xbox section. However, I've had to pick a winner. That the Sony presentation of those three games: um, yeah. Horizon, Last Guardian, and Uncharted blew my mind and that's great because that doesn't even a lot of people who said sony is because of you know their fan stuff of you know shenmue and final fantasy and yeah the last Guardian, i guess is one of those but you've picked like i, I for me mainstream yeah, as well which for is me, great that, so it's the whole bundle. just seeing it you know each one i liked for different reasons for, for different reasons to each other and it just yeah it was so i just wanted to play every or each one of those games straight yeah. up it was beautiful what about you katie um i was really excited about the new controller the new xbox controller um i thought when at first when i saw it it was too um there was too many parts to it but when i held it i was really immediately impressed because i have little hands little fingers (laughs) go on them and those (laughs) little japanese hands the little uh whatever you want to call them the little metal flippers in the back. back i'm a big fan of those yeah, they're great. Um, it just made me feel more involved with the controller. I loved the feel, like the actual feel of it. It was um, like not grippy, but mm. you could hold. It was definitely more it. grippy than than the regular. It definitely pad. more. So we don't know. Yeah. They made this little tailor-made demo of things so you could try it out. Yeah, uh, it was just like a very simple game. Try, yeah. Um, I crushed that game. So you yeah, is Microsoft then? That's going to be the one. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- what Alex said as well. Um, I was really impressed with those three that we saw, but uh, we, I don't at least I didn't sit through a lot of the uh, intros to the big stuff, so I don't really know that I can fairly say 
oh, this was one of the only ones I saw, and it was the most impressive yeah, sort yeah. of thing. So, um, but yeah, their their area over at Sony was legit. So no one's in, no one's going for Nintendo. <laughs> I love Yoshi. Yeah, that was like I'm definitely playing that game. Um, Controversially out this week in Europe, and not out in America until October. It's just too Australia adorable gets it for first. America. Congratulations, yeah. Australia! Thank you. Well, America doesn't like wool. Uh, got a lot of. We have to wait till the fall. We have to get back into knitting season before. Yoshi's we... yarny world. Yeah. Um, Yoshi's world. I'm really, I'm really struggling because I'm so excited for Shamu. I'm so just yeah, the Last Guardian and Horizon and Uncharted just get me pumping. But Microsoft, I genuinely thought, um, I think. So here's the thing: from a personal point, probably Sony. From mm-hmm. a business point, I think Microsoft won. I really do. I why, think, Al? Why? Because I think full backwards compatibility is something everybody can get on board with. The niche things Sony were talking about, yeah, they're excited to your fan markets, mm-hmm. but that's not most the majority of the world by any channel, like, by, not by a long shot. Whereas Microsoft were talking about things everyone can get on board with that can be used by everyone or even outside of Xbox. And backwards compatibility is huge. It's a massive thing, particularly if it's bringing over your digital games. That is that's a big deal a lot of people have migrated over and you know they had to sell their xbox 360s and you know it it, it matters and if it's something that the casual gamer can be able to involve with as the you know i'm about to say professional gamer (laughs) what about the Um, casualist gamer no no they're not invited um and HoloLens, because here's the thing you didn't have an xbox 360 anyway you don't care so let's get we'll get onto a drift here because vr is meant to be the future it definitely had a heavy presence. Um, you've got the Morpheus and the Oculus Rift and then uh, Valve has something. There's a whole bunch of them. But the only two really that weren't show properly. Uh, well, they're the two big boys, Oculus Rift and Morpheus. Uh, doing very different things, to be honest. Um, I'm not convinced VR is the future, personally. I think augmenting reality is the future. I think HoloLens is the future. And that's what Microsoft came out in their press conference and people had heard about it before. They'd seen the little demo things. But... When you got to see it on stage, what they did without Minecraft, it looked like it worked. It was dazzling and it looked like it made sense. And also it wasn't off-putting to the general public. And I think VR is something where it's, it's kind of, I find it scary when I had it on. You don't know what's going on around you. And that's fine for short periods of time, but it's, it's a very strange feeling. And I don't think the public will embrace that. Whereas HoloLens can be applied to so many different fields and facets, not just of gaming, but of entertainment. And then of just practical everyday life, I think. Um... So for me, yeah, HoloLens is really the way it's going to go. So that's why I think Microsoft is a business. They won. Yeah, no, I think that whole sort of augmented reality is... I think that's going to filter into more aspects of our life, not just gaming. It's like I told you about that article I read about um, transitioning um, car GPS systems yeah. onto the windshield so you're seeing your directions <laughs> so you as can't you see drive. where you're going <laughs> yeah so you're potentially yeah, like maps seeing a big massive arrow yeah um, but, but robots it, are going to be driving our cars soon enough anyway well, so that is why also, is that even necessary that's true so competing yeah. technologies robots know where they're going robots and, the, and yeah. as what we were saying of HoloLens means that the game that they play in Star Wars will yep. be a reality very very soon yep the oh. chess game on the Millennium Falcon and our app you know that will be one of the first things that come out um, with HoloLens for sure, sure. That's, that's just a no brainer yeah I, I asked Al if if that's what having not <laughs> is that the, why it was yeah, invented it, having not <laughs> so having not sort of known what HoloLens was I asked Al if that 
was sort of the realm of where it was going. And he said, they could do that now. So I was No, but it absolutely can. Because that was the weird thing. They showed the Minecraft thing. I was like, well, this looks beautiful, but it's up on stage. We didn't get to go into it, but a lot of people went to the Halo demo and that had HoloLens implicated into it, uh, integrated into it. And everyone we know was there. That was what everyone was talking about. That was the thing on the show floor. Everyone was buzzing about was HoloLens works. Um, that's cool. And that's really exciting. And it won't fuck up your eyes as much as VR. Because VR hurt my eyes. How did you guys feel about Drift? I know you just said they make you nauseous. But Dude, actual, I didn't say But that. not the game. Stop saying No, nauseous. no, you said it didn't make you nauseous. It didn't make me nauseous. That's what I just said. It didn't make you nauseous. Oh. But not talking about the game. Just VR. Now, I appreciate I don't think we had the most up-to-date Oculus Rift headsets. I think that, you know, the 2K ones, um, or the higher-res ones, you know, will, will work more immersively. But how do you feel? It's everyone's first experience with Oculus. Yeah, yeah. My first experience, I was still getting used to, um, getting used to looking around with the headset when I have been used to doing it with the controller. Mm. Does that make sense? Well, you kind of mm-hmm. did both with the drift. That was a weird thing. Yeah, I, I didn't quite sync that motion up because I would use the controller to look around, which does move your character in in the game and, yeah. and shift his sort of rotation in this anti gravity world, obviously in space um and then that threw me because i would be upside down but then i'd be looking up <laughs> with my headset on and it, yeah it took me a while to kind of so do you think in a different game vr because they have those weird controllers now there's like these loops that you hold in each hand uh, which are meant to make it more and then there's different versions with we, we, stand next very interesting guy in the queue who actually worked at the beginning of, of oculus um, I think they might have things, you know, so they can map, so they can see if you duck, so mm. it can really get what you're physically doing with every facet. Yeah, of that would help me. I mean, if, if I had controllers which, which were purely for my actions and not my movement, yeah, yeah, not not that not your not your vision, view and yeah, yeah, then then I think I would adjust that. But would, I, would you say? I mean, say it's, you didn't have to pay for it; someone gave it to you. Even mm. would you sit around at home? You think for for long periods of time playing video games with VR? Um. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it's a bit isolating and terrifying because <laughs> you sort of, you truly go into your own little bubble. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, it did make me feel pretty queasy. Would I get used to that? Probably. But, you know, it, I felt, I felt too removed and too locked away. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather just immerse myself into a game and still the know the rooms around me. <laughs> I don't know. Would you would you spend Katie? Oh, would you do extended times with a video game? And no, that? I don't. Uh, it's kind of what Alex just said, where I don't like to feel as though it's just me on my own and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, um, I don't know. I like to be a part of the world, but I like to see it out in front of me and not feel like mm. it's overwhelming me. Yeah. And I felt a little bit overwhelmed by that. Not. It was kind of like having to steer a car where the steering wheel is um i don't know the accelerator and the pedals are instead the direct like how yeah, fast you yeah. like so it's kind of it was it felt like i was doing things in the opposite way and so it was disorienting to me in the in the space of just that as well as being in a place that you are meant to be adrift um so i think that I definitely don't see it in for me personally as a part of my everyday life. Um, maybe to some other people who are way more avid gamers than I am, uh, that would be a thing. And those could be the people that push that uh, platform forward. But 
to me, I don't, I don't ever see myself going out and buying something that's VR. Yeah. So about for movies, do you guys think VR would you, you know, for a shorter period of time, an hour and a half in VR? No. Again, you ninety nine percent of the time I'm sitting there watching a movie with someone yeah. else. Yeah, like it's, it's, it becomes audience. it becomes such a uh, a self exploratory activity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're playing a first person shooter on screen, you can still share that experience with the people sitting next right. to you. Well, they yeah. can see what you're, they doing. Can see what you're doing. They yeah. can you can have context and have a discussion, yeah, or the commentary, whatever, yeah. with someone people, else in the room. A lot of people don't play games with other people around. You have to realize this. Well, those people yeah. need more friends. <laughs> and you know? uh, I don't know what to tell you. And you know, uh, yeah, the experience that I had trying that on <laughs> was <laughs> was the man set like he they, they had a bunch of booths and they had people there that would set you up. Um, and put the headset on you um, and sort of talk you through the beginnings of the game. And I had to put on my own headset. Did you? Yeah, same. I think I had to put it on, but he, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he talked, he talked me through whatever. And then when I ran out of oxygen, I was waiting for his sort of next cue and he didn't answer me. And then I took off my headset and he was gone and I was by myself. <laughs> and right. I fear that, you know, if I had one of those headsets at home, I would, I would, Take it off after a few hours. Yeah, either full of people or... (laughs) You've been robbed or something. I've been robbed in a a dungeon. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. We've got three of us here. I'm all from very different ways of how we, you know, approach entertainment. I'm, I I was always, yeah, I'm in it in the same way with 3D. And every now and then that could be cool. That would be really fun for a particularly immersive experience, particularly for a horror game or for, yeah, it's an experiential uh, game. Um, But after playing it, I was like, I don't know. Maybe for, for 10 minutes at a time is kind of probably as long as I feel comfortable spending in that. Maybe it'll change, but I kind of want to fuck up my eyeballs and I like them. And I think they'd have to provide puke buckets. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel a bit nauseous <laughs> at one point. I really did. Um, okay. Plus that headset wasn't like the most comfortable thing I've ever no, put on No, but you face. know, they are still Because the way that it's set, it was like right, a, this hard yeah, plastic yeah. piece right across the bridge of my nose. They literally just, so when you're using this stuff, there's just like so. ski goggles and you know, they're just yeah. literally with, with duct tape putting it together. Um, sometimes actually. That's reassuring. Um, uh, so we're all saying no to VR, but maybe to augmented reality. We appreciate yeah, the effort. Def- mm. No, yeah, absolutely. That. But, Round um, of applause. Um, we also didn't mention, sorry, No Man's Sky, which was a part of the Sony press conference. That's only going to be for PS4. That's not going to be for Microsoft. Um, came out for me. And that's the game I'm still most excited about in the world at the moment. But And they showed off a whole chunk you of it. You mean in other worlds? Nice. Uh, they showed a whole chunk of it, which for me, placated me for a bit. Um, I know a lot of people are frustrated that it wasn't playable. Uh, they didn't really explain what's going on. But I'm quite happy. I feel they've explained enough about that game. Uh, all they need to do is set a date, and all they said was a date will be coming soon, and that means nothing. Um, so they need to set a Such date. A and bullshit answer. Sony needs something this year because they have nothing left. Microsoft have a stellar Christmas period. Um, Sony are going to get obliterated this year. Um, all right, so let's just move because we've been going. I don't want to go on too long. Uh, Forty-five minutes or whatever. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> needs sound effects? We've been going, going forty-five they minutes. Were. They were. <laughs> uh, so the obvious question. What was your standout game of the show? I feel like we already asked that question. No. Yeah, that's why I was very careful about it. Before it was like, you know, if you're going to make a game, what would you make? It was very different. Like, who won? 
Uh, was there a title that would make you buy a console? But that doesn't mean it was to stand out. For me, again, it's going back to Cuphead. Every time I pass that Cuphead. little stand, it just the game just made me smile. And it was just as simple as that. It, it visually, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, would I would I play that for hours? Probably not. But just to because to, it's really tough. Because I couldn't beat the boss. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, it was really hard. So I would throw the controller in anger very quickly. <laughs> but boy, would I smile for those five minutes that I tried to beat that boss. Um, yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. It just it, it was a real simple emotive reaction to seeing that just a real kind of sense of joy and very refreshing um, yeah very refreshing um so um, yeah that's my standout okay well be so it doesn't necessarily have to be you know this is just a game that oh either you weren't expecting or it took you by surprise or whatever really stood out at the show well i feel as though if there were other people in this room i would get something thrown at me because i want to say it's fallout 4 when i haven't played any of the other fallouts um, just simply because abandoned worlds are one of my favorite things. Okay. And, uh, I love the idea of being able to go and explore that landscape and, and you've been playing a fuckload of fallout shelter. I am ruling at fallout <laughs> shelter. Can we just discuss how cool my vault is? And at the moment, everyone's a little sad cause I got some radiation. You would love it cause it's a bit like game dev story. It's kind oh, of that sort of thing. That's all. That's what it's all about. Is how you how happy you keep these people. The max you can have is two hundred people in your vault, which I'm at. I'll say it to Katie. Once she's done with this, she has to try again. Dev. It when I when actually I after you told me you were playing it, I did look at it on the app store, and it reminded me of the old. Uh, I think you mean ye old. Ye old. I think ye it was oldie. an EA game, uh, Sim Tower. You guys yeah. ever play that? Oh yeah. yeah. What is it? If this Sim is a management Tower. sim. I guess it's not micromanagement, but it is. It's it's. Um, it great. what? It's not micromanagement. No, you're out. <laughs> if you can't choose how much salt you're putting in your food for them to buy more beverages, is it your theme park of dinosaurs? Then what's the point? Um, <laughs> so Fallout, I didn't expect that from. I didn't expect that. That was really pretty. Um, I'm tired of saying Horizon over <laughs> and over and over again. Well, Horizon um, was great. But I would say, yeah, between Fallout and I'm really excited about Yoshi Woolly World. <laughs> um, so cool. it's just too. Adorable. It is I pretty can't, adorable. I couldn't stop awing over the whole thing. And uh, like okay. I said before, it's like Etsy made a video game. Yeah. And that, is, that should be on the cover. That is, uh, both of those things are very appealing to me. Um, so I'm, there were a lot of great games. I'm very intrigued by Recore, but there wasn't enough shown of that. I'm very excited for things like Firewatch, still Last Guardian. Obviously. Oh, yeah, Firewatch. I'm so excited um, for Firewatch. Unraveled was a real surprise. That looked beautiful. Oh, I forgot about that one. Aww. I love that, that one. That was yeah, that was beautiful. How did I forget? Um, about that? and we didn't. So we didn't pay enough attention to Star Wars Battlefront because that got revealed and it looked gorgeous. But I, you know, I thought it's just multiplayer. They have now come out and said there is a team up co op campaigny thing. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> um, Say that again. I can't. Uh, Say what? And. You, I mean, you haven't checked this out yet, Alex, but as a Star Wars fan... Just by the bell theme goes through my head every time we do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you haven't checked it out yet, but you should, you should check out the new footage they did, because what they were showing there is pretty astounding. Actually, I did see a brief clip. I remember we walked past and yeah. there some clips, and you are like, look at it. And yeah, it looked There's, stunning. Um, I think they were yeah. fighting on Tatooine. Yeah, so I, I just kind of ignored it, because I was like, yeah, that's going to be great, but it's Battlefield with Star Wars. Mm. Uh, but no, that looks really, really exciting. I, I, the game I want the most is yeah, No Man's Sky and Uncharted. I'm a big Mirror's Edge fan, so I was so happy to see that back there. But my game of the show is Ghost Recon Wildlands because 
no wasn't expecting it at all used to be a big ghost recon fan but it hasn't been around for ages and this basically is ubisoft doing a thing of where they've taken all their brands and they just kind of collide them more and more and more so that the the line between them is so small they're basically the same games but with different names um but this is a really good thing i think for this one because ghost recon looks like everything that's good about far cry only bigger more varied and then with extensive co-op stuff um online don't know how much the first person um side of it works out um but that's good yeah, but if that have as good of a well, villain as far cry don't know don't know um, but i was just one of those games where it came superior. out when it when they're just showing that at the use of conference and you saw what is what is this game this looks enormous and beautiful and gorgeous and then it comes up and everyone's like, oh it's a new ip and that was incredible and then the end again with ghost recon and um, that was a yeah, real surprise. So that was my game of the show. Just because I wasn't expecting it, and that looks exactly like the kind of thing I want to be playing. God knows when we'll see it. Probably in four years' time, when I'm too old to care. So that was our E3 special cast. <laughs> Anyone got anything else? Why have I regressed to a baby I don't when, know. when I'm older? Is that what you <laughs> see Benjamin in my Button. future? <laughs> um, That's not the right way around. So apologies if we sound a bit tired. It's been a long night. Um, it's, like, it's getting close to midnight now. Before we do knock off though i wanted to talk about we we touched on this briefly at e3 is how many of the lead characters are women that we saw Mm. and how you guys as avid game players and obviously men um kind of feel about that because you you had a fair amount i feel like it was was almost even even field and it wasn't all scantily clad charlie's angels wannabes running out there it was like strong empowered yep women with their shit together yeah. that you were playing so i was curious how you guys felt about that i i i feel the way i mean i'm so if i sit down and think about it intellectually very happy because that's great objectively i don't really care but in a good way and that i don't notice a lot of the time because mm. i don't really see okay. it like that um which I think is a good thing. I think it'd be better if most people don't necessarily. But you you generally see tend to, to decide to choose to play as a woman. Yeah, I used to, I used to always play as a girl in video game if I could. I'm sure, the psychologist um, would have something to say about that. Yeah, now it just depends Another on the game. If it's a game, and we're talking about this, just with the physicality of me, sure. animation, you know what I'm looking for. Um, no, I thought it, I was really happy that so many games are doing it, but I, I and it was only when I thought about it I really noticed, yeah, how many games don't do that. A big deal with FIFA this year because it finally allowed you have female football right. players. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where I think that's outrageous that they haven't done that before. With other games before, it's contextual to your narrative, so it's difficult yeah, to sense. always say, you know, um, but you're absolutely happy that more and more characters are doing that. It's one of the reasons I always love Mirror's Edge because that style of gameplay doesn't really fit with the guy as well. Right. You need a female for that. So if it makes sense. But they in great. that storyline, they still touch on that there are other runners in yeah, I know. Edge that are men. I know, but you, it's all about mobility and it's all about feeling, I can use that word live again, which I used in the last podcast. Um, and that's a female, you know, it's way more appropriate for a female See, player. But you don't necessarily, like, uh, you know, such as in Horizon or in uh, Tomb Raider, um, do you feel as though you, you aren't as imp- as you, you aren't as powerful when you play as a woman or and I'm not wanting to like dig into this like sexist no I think you roles. are but in different ways because I think this is the thing everyone gets all kosher about it but there are different generalizations by men and women because we have different attributes and sure. by the way Tomb Raider really disappointing, uh, really yeah, disappointing yeah. compared to Uncharted uh, at this point um, it's, it's just yeah I think that's you know, I think it's if you're playing to the strengths of the sex of your character, essentially. And I think that's more what excited me was that more games were 
playing to the strengths of female characters in video games, which for me isn't as much of a brutish way of playing games then. And that's the kind of game I'm interested in. So weirdly, it's what excited me about it personally is, yeah, I'm happy for girls that it's, it's you know, that line of sexism is hopefully dissolving and becoming more right. acceptable for players. But from a personal level, I'm just happy because it means I feel the characters that then they lead, uh, the gameplay style is different. And that's more the type of game I want to play. Like you look at Horizon, you look at Tomb Raider, female characters tend to be more stealthy. They tend to be more silent. They don't run around with guns just screaming. And I'm at the point I don't really want to play games where I'm running around with guns screaming. So Black if the only way I'm going to get that, you know, is playing female things, that's fantastic for me because I don't care what sex my character is as long as I'm playing the kind of game I want to be playing. Um, so you're saying women make better ninjas? Yeah. All right. Fact. Write that down. I've given, I haven't given any thought about that in the past. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter whether I'm playing as a male or female character. For me, it's what's important is uh, the narrative that that I want to follow and the 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 involvement I want in that story. I think there is probably a lack of strong kind of female lead characters. In games, as there is in film, I think. I think it's, but you know, there's a shift happening. I think um, it's a bigger problem in film because film, it's real people. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's real careers and which right. are affected by something that's unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in video games, yeah, I think that's a problem because it's perspective. Yeah. But it's not affecting real. Yeah, it's a, it certainly doesn't affect whether I choose to play a game or not. Um, when you and when you, know, you play I mean, a game that you have a choice, what do you generally choose? And there's no judgment uh, here. It's more of just, I'm just curious. I am. That's a good question. I don't. I can't think of a sort of answer for that. I suppose. This is Alex think. It's okay. No, I mean no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Natural. Like I'm just trying to think of what games where I've had that choice. All I'm thinking of at the moment is fighting games. Yeah, probably there would be a tendency to choose the male characters in fighting games in oh, a game yeah. like. I can't think from experience what other games where I've had to. If you're playing like an Elder Scrolls or something, or if you're playing, I don't know. I don't know what you would have played. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Um, like an RPG or something, or an adventure game where at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, in those kind of games. I tend to pick a male, but that's, uh, you know, I'll create it in a warped fantasy reflection right. of myself. Well, Elder Scrolls <laughs> doesn't really count because you can play as like any cat bunch people. of yeah. animals yeah, and well stuff like as well. So you can, but you can play as a girl cat person or a man <laughs> cat person. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think... What was, oh, sorry. Go no, I was just going to say that it's interesting because I hadn't thought about health pudding. And it's stupid thought not to have, but I haven't really thought about health pudding that can be for females you know, playing a video game and how more approachable then games can be when you can relate to the character, even if it is something as dumb as surface stuff as I look like this character in some way, but that's still relevant. And that is, yeah, why when we do adventure games, like you're saying, like quite often we do pick the person who looks the most like us Mm because we are using escapism and we want it to be as me in this world. Other people play it as in, I want to create a person I would want to be. And some people would rather be a girl. Some people would rather be a cat person uh, like me. That's why I was creating a cat person. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's yeah, very interesting and that, like, because you you feel part of your connection with Horizon, was yeah. the character. Honestly, I was just excited to see a a lead character that I was playing, who, who yeah, I identified with in a lot of ways in the fact that, 
if I was put in that scenario, if I was raised in that environment, I feel as though I would come out looking a lot more like her than a lot of the other lead girls that are available to video games right now. Yeah, I think that's the really important point is that, yeah, it's great to get more and more girls in video games. Sure. I hadn't really respected that enough before. I apologize for saying any of this wrong, but I was coming just thinking of it as we say it and discuss it. But, but I think um, how girls are portrayed visually in video mm. games now is great. Because, yeah, she's still sexy. And Tomb Raider's, like, Lara's still definitely sexy. Right. But they're living within the reality of the real world. I mean, and you can't really play the sex and girl when it gets to that point because guys in video games are always sexy as well. Um. Well, well, objectively, you sure. Know, objectively, physically, the top of very you know, cookie the, cutter. Exactly yeah. at the peak of form that it could possibly be, right. almost all the time. Um, but just to have girls represented in a way that's more realistic and intelligent, and where they have thoughts and are articulated, yeah, yeah. Best yeah. Uh, girl that I've enjoyed playing as is Clementine, season mm. two. Yeah, Dead. so good. Yeah. You know, and she's a what a nine-year-old. Yep. Awesome. Um, You you can do your segment Yeah So let's wrap up with Alex's segment Okay, my little quick segment is uh, to talk about me as the casualist gamer And my E3 experience Which we kind of covered on uh, pretty much So I'll just do a quick little wrap of my history with consoles You're going to do a wrap? Yeah, so (laughs) Sit back, kids Give me a a beat Give me a beat Okay, no, I'm not going to do a wrap I I have a drum machine right here so, so my console history begins like this. I had a Mega Drive. Favorite game on the Mega Drive was Alex the Kid in the Enchanted Castle. Anything to do with your name by any chance? That was a huge influence as a six-year-old. Uh, <laughs> so we're keen really into that. You play with what you know. Exactly. It started very young. <laughs> uh, uh, then I had a Sega Game Gear. Favorite game of that, Mortal Kombat. And oh, you Jurassic guys call it Sega? Sega in Australia. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sega. 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 Sega, yeah. Sega. Uh, they really, does it say Sega? And there's this thing that's so Australian to pronounce it. Yeah, I think you're right. I've heard that before from crazy people. Crazy Aussies. Am I right? Um, Mortal Kombat Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I Hang on, did you just my... say the game Mortal Kombat Jurassic Park? Yeah, that's on not game, a game. game. No, no. Two Mortal games. Kombat and Jurassic Park. Oh. Yeah. Like, wow, uh, Jurassic I Park. I um, watched my really close friend that I grew up with, Kane, who's three years older than me, played Jurassic Park on my Game Gear until he got to the last T-Rex level and then the battery died because we didn't plug in the adapter. And then my Game Gear broke the screen and we couldn't get it fixed. Anyway, after that, I had a PS1. Favorite game on that was NBA Live 97 because basketball went 3D and that blew my mind. You could Uh, see the ball. Yeah, and also Wing Commander 3, which was a beautiful game. It came with four discs. It was like almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. I love it every time you tell me this. It came with four discs. Four discs, discs and Mark Hamill was in it. it? And well, they needed two of the discs just to just to like contain. Yeah, them. and I couldn't bloody finish it because I got to the second disc and my memory card was like, I can't take any more of this shit. What was that on? I have no more memory. PS One. PS One. Then I had a PS Two. My favorite game on that was uh, Vice City. I think mm. narratively um, and the voice acting on that is still up there as one of the best. That's a lot ever. of people's favorite GTA. Yeah, um, and I was also a big Pro Evo soccer fan. Uh, oh really? Like to sit on the fence of FIFA or Pro Evo. The old Pez. I was a uh, Pro Evo fan. Uh, and then after my PS2, I went into Gaming Exile. And this is when I truly became the casualist of gamers. Um, certain person in my life at the time thought that it was not a good idea for me to have a console in my life. I hear that it made guy. me um, lazy. It made me procrastinate. Um, 
and all of that is true. <laughs> it did make me do all of those things. Um, but, you know, as gaming does for so many people, it offered um, an escape. And for me, it was an escape of confronting and pursuing things that, uh, you know, pursuing and do escaping. Do you want to lie fears. down? Do you want to be in a safe space? Um, yeah, so to end this session. Anyway, so I was in Gaming Exile and, however, I had my ways. I still had my laptop and I became a very... A uh, big fan of the very addictive game Football Manager, which has oh, taken up a man. lot of my time. Um, I would get into the details on how many titles I've led Liverpool to, but I won't. <laughs> that you. will be another podcast. And also that. the Telltale games, the Walking Dead series, and um, what's the other one? God, I've gone blank. The Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street. I love that <laughs> the one. Wolf Among Us. You playing The Wolf Among Us? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's beautiful. That's, That's a really great. cool game. Uh, so anyway, uh, I was in Gaming Exile. Um, played Xbox sort of on and off if uh, I had one around or if I was staying with friends. Played Red Dead. Played GTA Five. Loved them. Blew my mind. Um, but haven't sort of committed to any regular gaming until, you know, Al gave me a list of um, games to look at that were coming out and to get an opinion on it. And I had no idea what I was looking at. So when I got the invitation to go to E3, that was also a very overwhelming experience as we touched on before. Um, but, you know, the thing for me was when you're out of games for so long or if you're looking uh, from the outside in, you often have the feeling of what's accessible. How am I going to find a way into these games? Um, often, uh, as an outsider, you'll see the big games that are promoted, uh, often your big first-person shooters, um, or your big games like your big franchises like GTA, Halo, um, stuff like that. And those games, I think, for the regular sort of casual gamer can be very scary to approach. Um, Is it dawning when you have a sequel number after something? I think so. Game? I think it gives you a sense of a world you're not familiar with. Or um, you're missing something. Or you're missing something. So this is actually to go back to the beginning... Sometimes it's impossible because yeah. it's across right. consoles. Well, this is why Sony now, and a lot of companies now, for this generation, they got rid of the numbers and they're just going with colons. Because yeah. it's just kind of a, well, let's just pretend it's the sort of new. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh well, thank you. Oh, no, wait, I haven't finished. Oh, fuck. So, no, so, so, the thing that, that really caught me about E3 um, in seeing all of this was... Was it the booth babes? Was the booth babes. Uh, but it was incredible what I realized... You know, as you guys heard a lot, I walked around saying everything was beautiful. And for me, you know, that extended through conceptual things, design, feel, gameplay, narrative, etc. And that stretched across the board from the major developers to the indie um, games. And what I realized was that now there is so much diversity in gaming. There's uh, platform games which are designed in a way that are like massive throwbacks to your... Uh, Super Nintendo Mega Drive mm. kind of generation, um, um, but that are just visually and, and designed so beautifully and are so fluid um, that it's incredible. You've got games like King's Quest, which I was really, really impressed with because I was a huge um, computer PC uh, point and click game fan. Um, so to have a, a kind of rebooted version of that that had beautiful hand-drawn animation um, that was also sort of like a throwback to the Broken Sword series. Really blew my mind. Um, so what I realized was that, and what really impressed me is that there's so much diversity in gaming now that there's something accessible for everyone, which yep. is really, really cool. I think if you take the time to explore, you'll find your little pocket, you'll find your little niche, you'll find your little game, and you can invest the time in that. And that's what blew me away because there's just so much choice now. 
Um, and there's also the great thing about all these games is that not only is there choice in the games you can play, but within the games themselves, there are so many choices that cater to making the experience of playing that game unique for the individual. And that was awesome. So that blew my mind. And so I've come away from E3 with one goal. My wife, um, Bethany, who who is into games, but probably doesn't share the same interests in games as me or the same interest in types of games as me. Um, I've said about a mission which I will update throughout our podcast series of finding the game for her. Nice. Um, and that she likes. She was a huge um, Portal fan in the past. She's also enjoyed playing games like FIFA with me um, <laughs> and probably will claim to have beaten me, but that's not true. Um, so yes, She's I will keep you guys. Herself, I will so. keep you. Yeah, I will keep you guys. You know, ha- having been to E3 and seeing what's around, I feel that there is something out there that she will really latch onto. So I will keep everyone um, posted on what we find. Nice. When, when I first started getting into gaming and um, I met Al, it was, he, you know, made a actual list of ones that he thought I would be interested in, told me the genre of what I was looking at. And then yeah. I kind of got to work my way through it and uh, cherry pick the ones that I really enjoyed. And yeah. it brought me upon be... games that I would never, ever have tried. So you can, you can actually, would... you can actually see some of that list. Uh, it's up on, as an article on moviemurmurs.com, oh, which has a uh, games like for non-gamers. And, limbo and, all of and it has them in yeah. order as well. Because important... trying to get it to play Limbo. Oh, it, it, has a, it has it in order, which is the important thing. So I try to think out the order of if you're a non-gamer, what's important to play and in what order so that you're yeah. not too overwhelmed. You kind of dip your toes in little right. things and it builds mm-hmm. to the point. But yeah, by the end, you're hopefully playing Skyrim or something. Well, it just helps so that, you know, people who don't play games don't think of all video games as sports games or halo you know because Mm -hmm. those games to me are not appealing those are not my thing at all i get into halo and i get frustrated and i'm done in five minutes and sports games don't interest me whatsoever i think that's how people look at it from the outside especially as a woman i think Mm -hmm. it's really cool to kind of i did i did try and get her to play the walking dead season one (laughs) uh because she likes the the show and has um read a couple of the the first volumes of the the comics However, it was too stressful. Yeah. yeah that first one's stressful. You have to like well, keep Clementine alive crazy. and yeah, yeah. scary. But it's the thing. I think E3 was probably the most exciting I've ever seen. Not that I've been to that many, but just from seeing it, even objectively from outside in. It's, it's a time now where we've lost finally the middle man in games. And it used to be upsetting. Um, or people are upset about that. And sure, it was incredibly sad. A ton of studios, great, very talented studios closed down. But a lot of those people move over into other studios. And it, that was a prevalent thing this year. So like you say everything was beautiful. Everything was interesting. Mm-hmm. Really, for the majority of the time, that's true. Almost every game. And I remember you look at you thinking, it was so much trash. Mm-hmm. And then just those things. We, oh, that's cool. Um, but this was, yeah, everything was notable. Everything had passion in it. And the top tier games had to push themselves so hard now to the point where mm-hmm. you look at Uncharted 4. That demo was phenomenal. Just insane. The stuff that's going on in that. I don't know how people give that much of themselves to something, to the attention to mm-hmm. detail and slickness. But then all the indie games, they're kind of the middle tier now and they are doing incredible things. And when you can have a diversity yeah, of Cuphead to Ark in terms of essentially indie game video games, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I think it's the best time ever. I've waited my whole life the potential of video games to pay off and I think they're actually honestly just about there now. They're getting to yeah, that yeah. cusp but they're starting to pay off um, and that's tremendously exciting. So I've said this about half an hour ago but this is about all we have time for. <laughs> Uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Uh, Wait, please. I've got one more segment. <laughs> Wait, I just wrote a segment. Yeah, Katie's got a segment. Dan, and then, then Al, Alex is going to do his yeah. other segment. 
Yeah. Uh, if you stuck with us, thank you. Sorry, we're tired. Um, hit the subscribe button if there is one around you. If not, make one and hit it. Just draw one and then keep hitting it. Exactly. Uh, so we're not, we are tessellate.com on everything. That's where we'll be all of our stuff. You can see we're, we're movie makers. That's what we do. We make Women's movies. t-shirts coming soon. XXL. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. Just, just in small <laughs> sizes. Push me into corners. Um, yeah, that's what we do. We make movies. We do this because we love doing it. Uh, we're never going to put ads on anything. Everything is for free. Take it as you like it. Um, I'll leave it if you don't. You can tweet at us at the moment at we are Tesselate. Our actual, sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Our website, we are Tesselate.com, will be up in July. For now, you can check out stuff we're doing on moviemurmurs.com. So you can hear, read that here. You can read that article that Katie was talking about to do with what games to play if you're a non gamer in I'll what read order. That. Um, you can email us directly at the moment. Um, we are Tesselate at Outlook.com and uh, on youtube just just google us we are tesla until we get some of our subscribers on youtube you can't yeah. you can't do your url so at the moment just google us we are tesla on youtube you can find the video content Basically, if there is you video guys content. are part of the problem so Good stuff yep fix it you can shout at me on twitter at mr al white you can flirt with alexander chard at alexander chard give me some suggestions for uh, my wife bethany Games, that is. Some suggestions for games. <laughs> what to do with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can glare by the medium of uh, writing at Katie Watson. What are you on Twitter? At? I'm at Watson Dearest. Watson Dearest. Yeah. And thank you for bearing with us. This has been Geeks. And Geeks! We're out.